Destroying the media lies and dismantling the narratives. One story at a time. It's the Adrian Slate Show. What if the experts are wrong? What if quarantining the healthy doesn't actually save lives? What if wearing a mask in public is not effective? My name is Dr. Jeff Barkey and I'm here representing thousands of physicians across the country whose voices are being silenced because we don't agree with the mainstream media and the experts who are telling us what to do. Never in the history of this great republic have we quarantined the healthy. Never in the history of this great republic have we told churchgoers that it's illegal for you to exercise your First Amendment right of freedom of religion. Yet at the same time, it's essential to keep pot dispensaries open. Never in the history of this country have we been told that you can't go to church because it's not essential, but you can go get an abortion because that's essential. Never before in our country have we let criminals out of jail, but we've told you you can't exercise your Second Amendment right and protect yourself by purchasing a firearm. When liquor stores are deemed essential, but your businesses are deemed non-essential, there's something wrong going on. This booklet, the Declaration of Independence and our U.S. Constitution, was never designed to restrain the people. It was designed to restrain the government. You know, when are we going to start listening to the science? Listen to those doctors. We have been told one thing, and then we've been told the other. Through this entire pandemic. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in. Think about what's going on in New York right now. With the nursing homes, we're told, well, we got a shelter in place. You know, we don't want the coronavirus to spread, so let's flatten the curve by everybody staying at home. And now that flattening of the curve is gone and the stay-at-home order is so we can keep everybody in their house until we find a freaking vaccine. But the nursing homes in New York are showing a different story, basically showing that um, if we uh, are all cooped up in circulated, recirculated air... That's where the coronavirus is going to f- thrive the most. That's where it's going to make the most havoc. And somehow it's counterintuitive to what we're being told. They're shutting down the beaches. Yeah, we can't do anything outside, no parks. But what happens? We're going to coop everybody up in a nursing home and the death rate's going to skyrocket in that building because they're just passing around coronavirus all day through the air conditioning system. You know, and that's the same thing with the mask. Everything is a gaslighting campaign. Listen to Dr. Fauci. When we're talking about the mask 
everybody's saying, well, you know, it started out as going, well, we shouldn't wear a mask. We should keep those masks available to the healthcare workers. They need it more than we do. And the masks aren't really going to do anything. Now you can't even go into a freaking Costco without wearing a freaking mask. And then Dr. Fauci actually comes out and says, yeah, you don't need to wear a mask. Right now in the United States, people should not be walking around with masks. You're sure of it, because people are listening really no, closely to this. Right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. When you're in the middle of an outbreak, wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better, and it might even block a, a droplet, but it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. And often, there are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask, and they keep touching their face. And can you get some schmutz sort of staying inside there? Of course, of course. But when you think masks, you should think of healthcare providers needing them and people who are ill. So Fauci's telling us that the masks are complete crap. Ah, you don't need them. Never mind, you can't even walk into a Walmart without everybody wearing a mask. You know, the media is gaslighting the hell out of everybody. They've gotten it to a point where my wife wouldn't even let me take the groceries in the house unless I put on rubber gloves, a mask, and I Lysol $400 worth of groceries. So I'm sitting out there for an hour and a half spraying Lysol on every single item. You know, even though I think it's complete crap, I'm going to do that because that's what a good husband does, right? Happy wife, happy life. But regardless, they have gaslit the entire nation into fear. I mean, my wife is watching NBC Nightly News. I keep telling her, you need to get some other sources. But I'm not there. She's home with the kids. She's doing work from home. She's getting updates on that. And it's a completely different world than what I'm seeing. And the fear that is being instilled by these organizations, the the most amazing part is watching the NBC Nightly News and the anchors are doing their reporting with mask on. After Fauci told us the masks are worthless. It's because it's a it's a symbol. It's a symbol to instill fear. It's just like the commercials, the barrage of commercials. Every organization, we're all in this together. Stay home and through this difficult time when we're working at home. Some people are like barely hanging on after they've been let go from their job because they don't have the ability to zoom in to their restaurant to wait tables. They don't have the ability to zoom in to their or Google Meet, you know, from a retail place. They don't have that option. So not everybody's just riding this thing out, you know, watching Netflix and and eating too much. Some people are in dire straits and the government's not bailing them out because it can't efficiently bail them out. It's impossible. And that's the problem with this entire thing. We've seen nothing but elements of what the left wants in socialism through this entire pandemic. Think about what they want for universal basic income. You're actually watching universal basic income be implemented and fail in real time all at the same time. What's going on right now is a lot of businesses are required to hire their staff back if they get the PPP loans. Basically, these these loans are the loans that were made to the small businesses that Target and or not Target, but uh, uh some of these bigger companies, Ruth's Chris, whatever, sw- swamp in and took, you know, and, and gobbled down all of the funds. But these loans had specific things, um, specific obligations to them that if you adhere to the obligation, if you he- adhere to the requirements of it, it becomes a forgivable grant. 
You don't have to pay it back. There's no interest. It just floats you through until we open back up. You have to maintain your utilities and rent with it. You know, if you go out and buy new equipment with it, oh, it becomes a loan and you're paying the interest back. But one of the stipulations is you have to hire your staff back. Well, what happens if your staff is making more money at unemployment than they are with the loan, with the, with the salary that you pay them? Because that's what's happening. A lot of times people are going, I don't want to come back. I'm making more money on unemployment. So what is that doing? Well, it's paying people to stay home, but it's also killing productivity. Productivity is dead. And universal basic income would do just that. Oh, yeah, we we can pursue other interests. What? We can get fat. We can play video games. Some people are watching lots of porn. All of that would happen if you are giving gluttonous funds, funds for not working, you're being subsidized. It's almost like Jim Gaffigan talking about how he wants to be a farmer. He was like, I want to be a farmer so that, you know, I can go, yeah, get up around the crack of noon and don't grow corn. You know what I'm saying? You're subsidizing people not to do anything. And that's what they're doing with this. Unemployment is is higher than the salary, universal basic income being implemented in real time, and it's failing it's a it's a giant failure you know you've got the green new deal is basically in play there's gonna be a meat shortage we're not driving our vehicles gas prices are down but everybody is looking at government for the solution we have to look at the fact that the politicians don't give a crap about you If they did, the governors wouldn't be shutting down their states. They wouldn't be shutting down a a tattoo artist in Apex, North Carolina from opening up. They wouldn't be shutting down people on the beach. In fact, go to my Twitter, at Rants Out Loud. You're going to see one of the funniest things. This is the American spirit. This is what Americans will do. We are the ones that will go out when you decide as an authoritarian leader in your state, in your locality, if you're going to be like the mayor of Chicago and you're going to say, we're going to arrest you and you go out to a skate park and you fill it up with sand because you don't want anybody to come out there and enjoy the clean air and enjoy time that they have to sit sit at home with and have activity. Well, we're going to turn it into a dirt ramp, a dirt bike ramp. We're going to then dig it out and go back to skating in it because that's what Americans do. And if you go to my Facebook or my um, Twitter page, you're going to see what I said is the tale of four scenes. The scene starts out on a early morning beach. A gentleman is standing in the distance with his fishing rod, just enjoying some time fishing. All of a sudden, the next scene, you start to see police officers walking on the beach, heading toward this individual. And then the next scene, you see them come up to question the individual. As they surround him, it cuts to the next scene. It was a freaking scarecrow wearing a fisherman's hat and a fisher <laughs> fishing pole in his hand. They did it as a prank. That is the American spirit. That's what we do. Screw you. We're going to revolt. We're going to do it in a polite way. We're going to do it in a, in a manner that is... Uh, has integrity until you push us too far against the wall. But think about who the change makers are. Think about what you can do. Government's not going to bail you out. Government's not going to stand up for you, even though we elect them. They work for us. They are our representatives. But you know what's happened here? They have turned around and 
have weaponized their power against you as the citizen. So you know what? It's time to Rosa Park it. You know what? Rosa Parks said, nah, I'm not sitting in the back of the bus. I'm doing this. She said, screw you. Do you know what the ultimate change in this war against civil rights, against the fact that we can't peaceably assemble, the fact that we can't attend religious ceremonies under the First Amendment, the fact that we can't go to gun stores because they're closed, that there goes the Second Amendment, the fact that we're being arrested for ridiculous things that are unconstitutional. The first person to make the giant line in the sand was a hairdresser. And she was released. She was she was going to be in prison for seven days. She was let go after one or two days. And the governor stepped up. So did uh, so did uh, some of the representatives in the state. And that is who we are as Americans. We stand up. We don't sit there and take it. You step on our constitutional freedoms, then we're going to open up our business and say, screw you. I'm going to tat somebody up. I'm going to cut some hair. Because we're looking out for our families, we're looking out for our community, and obviously the elected officials, they don't really care about that. This is Adrian Slade. So while the proponents of socialism are basically staying at home, getting paid unemployment that's better than what an employer would pay from a salary, getting their student loans put into forbearance, I don't know if you realize this, if you're 25 years old and you have a huge student loan uh, debt, if you have a huge student loan liability and you think, you know what, government should just forgive that loan, well, guess what? It's in forbearance at least until September. I've got a small balance on my student loans, and yeah, I don't have to pay until September. Wow, how did that happen? Well, because government has backed all the student loan programs. So if you're, say, 25 years old and you believe in big government and you want to go ahead and uh, advocate for all these socialist programs because it's good for the environment and it's good for kumbaya, all of us to get together, you're going to be happy to get unemployment that's higher than your salary or maybe you didn't have a job at all. You're still in mommy's basement and you're getting paid now the universal basic income basically and then on top of all that you're also not having to pay back those student loan debts this is a wet dream this is a marxist millennial wet dream but like i said the true spirit of america are those people that push back and what i've seen this week on top of the hairdresser standing up and saying screw this I'm opening because I got to feed my family and I need my employees to be fed and paid too. And their families need to be taken care of. Um, Ted Cruz got his hair cut by that hairdresser. <laughs> and he's sitting in the chair with the mask on, even though we don't need the mask because it's all about symbolism. But I love Ted Cruz. I love the fact that he did that. He stood his ground. Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick is the one who basically said, hey, we got to get this lady out of jail. And in fact, I'll do her jail time and I will also pay her fine. So that's the other side of America. The, the American spirit, those who want to stand up for freedom and constitutionality. Not like this guy from Vice TV. Listen to this guy. I think his name is Anand Jira Daharadris or something like that. But listen to him and his warped view of government and how the American governmental system operates. 
when he's talking about how people are skeptical about how government is acting. To me, well, is what's going to be our relationship to government, the idea of government after this? And, and we kind of look at it at three levels this week. There is a primordial American tradition going back to the founders of being freedom obsessed, even though we're a country founded on slavery and genocide, being freedom obsessed to the point that we are always so afraid of the government coming for us that we are blind to other types of threats, whether it's a virus, whether it's bank malfeasance or what have, climate change, what have you. Um, there's also a more, a, a more recent kind of 40-year version of this, which is the Reagan war on government, right? Government is the problem. That's not just an idea on the right. There's a hard version on the right. There's a small-c conservative militant version of it. But there's also, it, it has infected many people on the left in, in, in this passive sense that, yeah, I believe in government, but I would never go work there. Or I believe in government, but, you know, I kind of don't like my taxes too high or I use, you know, trusts in the Cayman Islands. Um, so, And then there's the more recent Trump era twist in this, which is the war on government becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. You undermine government, you undermine it, you undermine it. You put someone who can barely read a sentence in government, in, in the figure of Donald Trump, and it becomes true that government sucks because you've made it suck by telling everybody it sucks. And I think the most important thing that could come out of this is realizing that government is not the biggest threat to our liberty. It can be a threat to our liberty. But we're threatened by many, many things. And what government fundamentally does is protect us from a lot of those other oppressions that we in America are often quite blind to. This guy is completely talking out of his rectum. I mean, did you hear what he was talking about? Basically, he's first saying that, you know, government's not all bad. Um, government is the problem all the time. And the disdain for government is written into the Constitution. The Constitution is a shield for natural rights against human authority via government. Now, government is a necessary evil, and we understand that. And there has to be a little bit of federal cohesion so that the weaponized federalism that you're witnessing right now of states just acting on their own accord um, can be put into check. But the other thing is, Oh, the first national church of gov for which their taxes are their tithes, for which they bow and prostrate to. Um, they, they bow and prostrate to the sermon of their savior, Obama. And that's what, that's what it's been like over the last eight years. And now Trump is in there and they're like, oh my gosh, the preacher has sullied the pulpit. And all of a sudden, what we think about government is now it's being destroyed. That's why they're saying they're destroying democracy. Because they're destroying, it's, it's being destroyed as it was designed through the, uh, yes, we can fundamental transformation of America process of Obama's administration, which we've learned now that Obama is at the center of the spying campaign. Michael Flynn, he's, he's now being exonerated. He's now being dropped of all the charges because there's nothing to try on. And now we're finding out that the Michael Flynn Kislyak phone call that Sally Yates was worried about, Obama already knew about it because Obama orchestrated the spying. But we'll get into that on another level. But going back to the concept of government, the concept of what these people feel government should be in their lives, it wasn't built on racism, and there isn't some sort of spirit of rebellion against government. There's a spirit of rebellion against tyranny, the tyranny that we had under 
King George, the tyranny that we escaped from, the tyranny that people like the Pilgrims and the Quakers, they wanted to, they wanted to practice their religion and they saw an opportunity in the new world to take their licks and survive through whatever rigorous, uh, conditions there were. They took that opportunity so that they could actually practice the religion that we're not even allowed to assemble to a practice under the constitution because of this pandemic. So everything this guy is saying is completely 100% wrong. And this is a window into the mindset of the socialist leftist, the guys from Vice. It should sum it up for you. This is what they think about individual freedom, natural rights, constitutionality, the design of the republic. This is a window into it. And listening to these guys babble on as though they're these intellectual betters, you should be able to go, you guys don't know what you're talking about, and you're no smarter than anyone else. You're just throwing around a lot of good concepts because you don't understand the true founding of the nation. You're looking at it with your 1619 project of, you know, it's based on the first slaves that came here, and we're looking at it going, now. Nah, we're looking at it as those who fought <laughs> the Revolutionary War and gained their freedom and then painstakingly sat through hot nights in, in, in a building at each other's throats for months and months until they finally designed the correct method of governance under the threat of death by the British. And they did it anyways. That's called defiance. That's called we're going to stand up for our freedoms. We believe in it so much so that we don't care that we might get beheaded, that we might be apprehended and then executed. We're going to stand up for freedom in the new world that we fought so hard to get, built on the individual, built on rugged individualism and natural rights under our God, our creator. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in. Check out the podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker, TuneIn, iHeart. Thanks for bearing with me during this time. Again, I'm having to get creative as to how I record my episodes. They're not coming out at the regular times. Some of the quality may differ from time to time. I'm working on all that, but right now, studio access is, is very limited. But I want to thank those who have stuck around and have listened to the show and appreciate your support. Give it a five-star review if you'd like. Um, it helps us be visible on other platforms and it helps us to be recommended to others who uh, are looking for new content. Until then, next time, we will see you. God bless.